Up on the ump, season four, episode. Man, I can't even tell you. Thirty-seven, I think. Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight is Tuesday, November thirteenth, two thousand eighteen. Tuning in from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. Thank you very much again for listening. We are doing a baseball podcast, ostensibly. With me tonight, as per usual, are Sam and Eli. Fellas, how's it going? Hey, uh, it's going good, Joel. Uh, this is Sam, and I am coming into you from uh, Brooklyn, New York, as always. My hot take for the night is that uh, I watched this movie last night called uh, Chappaquiddick, Chappaquiddick, and um, <clears throat> just anyone out there who maybe would make the same mistake as me, I made it about 45 minutes into the movie before I realized that the golden snitch was not going to make an appearance <laughs> in this movie. Um, and it was really intense uh, and not the lighthearted uh, Harry Potter spinoff movie that I was expecting. So was it about Chappaquiddick Ted- and not Chappaquiddick. That's the, Don't make a mistake. Yeah, that's, that's the Ted Kennedy documentary. Yeah, that's the Ted Kennedy kills a girl movie. Right. That's been a thing for a while now. Did they just make that recently? Uh, yeah, it came out like last spring or something. So was it super political? Did you have the voiceover guy in that deep menacing voice talking about Ted Kennedy womanizer and murderer? Uh, no, no, not really. It was just kind of like <clears throat> a movie about a really shitty situation. Okay. <clears throat> and like the shitty people involved in it. And like the one guy who's like, whoa, 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 this is shitty. This isn't what we're about. And everybody being like, shut the fuck up, Joe. Right. And, uh, and no, no Quidditch at all. No Quidditch at all. Yeah, and there's like not even a point where it's like, oh, maybe I kept being like, maybe he accidentally grabs a port key and gets transported to the Quidditch World Cup or something. You know what I mean? That would make it way better. Yeah, that would have made it a way more enjoyable movie, I can tell you, because it was pretty unpleasant. Wire to wire. It was like wire to wire unpleasant. You watched the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. Wow. Hey, what's going on, guys? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wait, what's up, Eli? Hey, this is Eli coming at you from Boston. Uh, my hot take is now with baseball season over, I have to reacclimate myself to the drawl that is every other sport yes. out there where I have to wait days in between my entertainment periods, Yeah, which, you know, pales in comparison to the... Uh, 
the nonstop thrill ride of the, the MLB regular season. Exactly. Well, or at least a sport where you play every day. Yeah. These other that's right. baseball. These other sports don't even make sense. They don't even play every day. Right. No, my, one of my favorite things about baseball season is like the one day of the week that the Red Sox are playing, and then I, if I, like I want to sit down and watch a game on that day, and they're not playing, I'm like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> right. What is that bullshit? <laughs> they're not playing one day out of the week. <laughs> yeah, you pick the one day out of the month they're not playing. <laughs> yeah, they're taking three days off this month, bunch of bitches. <laughs> well, they're not concussing themselves on every other play, so I guess Baseball they don't really... players play 16 games in two weeks, and football players play 16 games in an entire season. There you go. Yeah, I miss baseball. Um, my hot take for the week is related to a walk-up song. That walk-up song was All for Love from 1994 by Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. First of all, I had it completely confused with the other Brian Adams song. What was that called? You guys reminded me of it. I I would do anything for I, love. I'd do it for you. No, I'd do anything for love. Wait, is no. that that's the Meatloaf song? No, I'd do it for you. Yeah, I do it that's for the you. Song. Yeah, but I keep getting yeah okay, confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, so I thought the song was the I do it for you song from from Robin Hood. But it's not the I Do It For You song from Robin Hood. It's the All For Love song from The Three Musketeers from 1994. Do you guys remember that Three Musketeers? Was that starring Jack Bauer? Is that that one? Yeah, the one starring Jack Bauer and Charlie Sheen and Oliver, uh, what's his name? Platt, I think, who's really cool. But can you imagine being on the set of a movie that... Oh, and Tim Curry also. So you had... Uh, what's his name? Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Charlie Sheen. Crazy Charlie Sheen. And Tim Curry. All on the set of a Disney Three Musketeers movie. In the in, early 90s. In the early 90s. Yeah. They must have had such crazy cocaine parties. So much cocaine. So impressive. much cocaine. Uh, Rebecca De Mornay's in that movie, too. That movie is fucking awesome. Yeah, you should have known it was Three Musketeers, though, because yeah. Sting and Brian Adams and Rod Stewart, Stewart. are kind of like the Three Musketeers of Canada. Uh, are they all Canadian? They are, aren't they? I don't know. Are they? I... No, Sting isn't Canadian. Sting's British. Sting's British. Same thing. Yeah. I don't know. Rod Stewart's just lame. I really dislike Rod Stewart. But the reason I picked this song was that it was a number one hit in 1994, which is also the last time a member of the Chicago White Sox won AL MVP. Hey, yo. Uh, trivia. Frank who, Thompson. Frank, yep, Frank Thomas. <laughs> Back the, big hurt. Yeah. the Big Hurt, 93 94. Last time a member of the White Sox won MVP. So, Do you see how I was all over that? Yeah, that was good. Because I think that's the only White Sox I know who won the MVP. There's only one other, and I had to look him up. <laughs> He's the only white talk that I know, period. <laughs> yeah. The only other member of the Chicago White Sox to win MVP was uh, second baseman Nellie Fox in 1959 huh. when the White Sox <laughs> went to the World Series and lost to the L.A. Dodgers in six. Hmm. 
Yeah. Did you say also first baseman? He's second baseman. Oh, second baseman. Second baseman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second baseman MVP. Uh, Yeah. Typical or not typical? I know that uh, El Tuve won it last year, right? Yeah. As a second baseman. Yeah. I wonder what the most common position to win the MVP is. Uh, That's a good question. So I'm going to guess a bit. Or, or maybe right or left, right field. What? Well, it changes. What's Mike Trout, first of all? Center, Center field. Okay. What was A Rod? Short third. Third. Third, or third when yeah. he won it. Oh, no. I guess he was shortstop when he won it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's a pattern here. Do you want me to just start listing AL MVPs all the way back to 1990? Because I can do that. To 1990? I, I mean, I've got the, all, the whole list. Oh, you can't do it by heart. Oh, no, I can't do it by heart. I'm staring at it. I wish I could. I, yeah, I'll learn it by heart. That will be my goal. <laughs> that will be my 2019. I think you should... I think you should... Learn it by heart and come back to us next week with this. Okay. I will. <laughs> Maybe make it into a rap or something. Oh, I bet I can do it. <laughs> Jose Canseco rhymes with lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> Jose Canseco is MVP. Jose Canseco, 1988 MVP. Man, that Simpsons team, they had MVP Jose Canseco. Didn't they have MVP? Yeah, Roger Clemens. And MVP Don Mattingly on that team. That Simpsons team was stacked. I think that was the point. Yeah, I guess that was the point. I'm looking at lists here, but they're just listing outfield as outfield. Oh, interesting. Uh, Well, then that's probably definitely it. (laughs) (laughs) Outfield. (laughs) Uh, Before we move I'm seeing... Miguel Cabrera yeah. won it twice as a third baseman. Josh Donaldson won it recently. As a third baseman. As a third baseman. A-Rod. I think you third baseman. A-Rod is a third baseman. And then there's a pretty serious first third baseman drought. Going all the way back to 1980, George Brett. Oh. A lot of shortstops. Yeah. A lot of outfield. I think it's got to be outfield. If you if you count outfield as a single position, it has to be right. And I do right. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> you all play out there. <laughs> well, which which positions? I mean, what do you win the MVP for? Right, because don't you generally win it for offensive production? Well, it depends on the era, I think, because I was looking at this list going through, and like back in the day, there's like a lot of pitchers winning. Which day are oh, you looking really? at? And they and they don't do that. Like pitchers don't win anymore. That's what I thought, but Verlander in 2011. Before that, there was another one. I guess the last pitcher to win before him would have been would have been. Roger Clemens. So you're right. Roger Clemens in 86. And then... There's not a whole lot of pitchers. No, you're right. There's more than there 
Like before the seventies, there were a lot more. Oh no, never mind. Yeah, Roger Clemens in '86, Willie Hernandez in '84, Rod Raleigh Fingers in '81. That's good. Vita Blue. Wow, there's some really good names in there. I know. I was thinking that too. The Danny McLean won it unanimously as a pitcher in 1968. Huh. That's interesting. So who's uh, going to win it this year? Uh, Bobby Shades. Hal Newhauser won it two years in a row as a pitcher. Spud Chandler. That's a good Damn. name. That is a good name. And these guys are all in the 40s. Yeah. Do you think they came up with the Cy Young Award later? No, Cy Young was... Before MVP. Had, had before MVP, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that Mookie Betts is going to win it this year. I think so. Uh, and Mike Trout's... Well, I guess Altuve won it last year, but... Trout won it, what... <laughs> 2016, 2014. That's impressive. I'm surprised that Mike Trout has only won two AL MVPs. Who won it in 15? Josh Donaldson of the Toronto uh, Blue Jays. Joshy D. Or Joshy D. Hot like flash in the plant pan, that guy. Really, yeah. Free agent this year. He's been trashed the last two years. Yeah. <clears throat> He's just been hurt. Here's Same difference. the award that I kind of wanted to talk about was AL Rookie of the Year. Oh, Shohei Otani, Shohei. AL Rookie of the Year. Yeah, Shohei, Shohei Otani. Otani, Rookie of the Year. That was amazing. I was very excited I, about that. I feel like we need to just give our listeners a little context because when that was announced, we're all in this group text message that basically exploded. <laughs> if you could think of like, the virtual explosion of a group text message. Think of that when Otani was named Rookie of the Year. It was amazing. When did he yeah. get hooked? It was like we had all bought a lottery ticket together yes. and had just won the Powerball That's together. Exactly That's right. how the check text message chain was exploding. I mean, Even sweeter. We, we were, <laughs> we've been on the show Hi Otani bandwagon since the beginning of the season. From the beginning. Yeah, yeah, so in a way we did win the lottery. <laughs> yeah, literally. We literally won the lottery when Shohei Otani. Yeah. In a way, we literally won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the question I have about that, though, because yeah. he did not play a lot of baseball this year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I love about it. And I was checking this out because we follow all these Yankee fans on Twitter, and they were all butthurt about Andahar not winning MVP, right? And they were like, oh, this is bullshit. They're like, you know, they just, the 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 press was all just into the narrative of Shohei Otani, and he only pitched 40 innings and blew out his arm and blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I've got to admit, because I'm a sucker, after reading all this propaganda for a while, I started thinking, well, they're probably right. I was super excited about Otani winning, but he only played a little bit more than half the season, right? When did right. he actually get hurt? August? 
No, he got hurt way before that. But he came back and they shut him down as a pitcher and he came back and he hit. Right. And that's the amazing thing. Is well, no, that, it's just like you stopped hearing about him because the Angels sucked so bad. Yeah, but they sucked so bad because he was hurt also. Excuse right. me. Um, but so some dumbass on the internet uh, at D. Ferreira was tweeting about Andujar's stats, right? Miguel Andujar led AL rookies in runs, except, yeah, led the AL in runs, hits, doubles, home runs. Then he said that Andujar led AL rookies in slugging and OPS, which is not true. Not true at all. Otani had way higher slugging and OPS than Andrew Hall. But here's the best stat. Andrew Hall led AL rookies with 27 home runs in 2018. And that's true. However, Shohei Otani had 22 home runs in the 2018 season. Otani had those 22 home runs in 367 plate appearances. Andrew Hall had 27 home runs in 606 plate appearances. <laughs> wow. Even if you... So he was almost double more efficient at doing home runs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and even if you take Otani's shortened season, and even if you only take Otani the hitter, he still has an overall war better than Miguel Andujar. There's, there's no actual argument for Andujar as AL Rookie of the Year. It's Otani. And if he comes back healthy, well, the Angels will just have to find another way to fuck it up because they're never winning anything. They're never winning. <laughs> Sorry, you need, to leave, you need to leave Anaheim. I can't remember. Is Sosa done? I thought so. I thought he retired. I thought he were. I thought he announced his retirement, and then there was some like take back. Who? <laughs> Mike Sosha, also of uh, Simpsons fame. Wait, who retired? The Mike Sosa. Mike Sosa. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I think so. I think so too. I also, you know, those same Yankees fans that are like, "Oh, Tony didn't play enough to win the Rookie of the Year." were the same ones that were, like, crying when Gary Sanchez didn't win Rookie of the Year after only playing for, like, a month of the season. You know what I mean? Last year. Last, or the year before. Uh-huh. I think we can all agree that Yankee fans will find a way to feel butthurt no matter what. Yeah, and they're also, like, don't know anything about baseball. Right. <laughs> they're, like, sore losers and are not intelligent as human beings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sosha is stepping down. The Angels finished 80 and 82. God, that's so disappointing. I mean, for the Angels, I don't actually care. I think it's hilarious. I uh, think that if Mike Trout was actually as good at baseball as they say he is, then the Angels would be a better baseball team. You'd think so, but that's, you know, that's not how baseball works. It is, though. I feel like good players make the other players around them better. You know what I mean? I feel like Mike Trout is just sucking all of the talent. He's like <laughs> a weird succubus that's like 
Albert Pujols was so good, and then he came to the Angels, and then like yeah. all of a sudden, Mike Trout is like sleeping wrapped around his head. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Mike. Trout... Mike, Mike stop telling the weather, man. Yeah. Right. Maybe Mike Trout's <laughs> actually into voodoo. Maybe that's why he's so into weather, is he's actually casting evil cooses on his fellow players. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. taking all of their power. Yeah, yeah. Um, God. Maybe he's some kind of spiritual vampire, psychic vampire. Ooh. Now I'm kind of getting scared. Yeah. You've been spooking you, yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you yes, bro. Ooh, or he's um, like in the baseball version of Space Jam. And he's got some secret baseball bat that sucks the talent out of other baseball players, and he takes it for himself, like the monsters in Space Jam. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but then who would the other players? If you were going to build a monster-style alien baseball team, whose talent would you steal from Major League Baseball? I haven't seen that movie. I don't know what you're talking about. What? You haven't seen Space Jam? No. What? 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 Wait. Whoa. Whoa. Stop the presses. You've never seen Space Jam? Sorry, Michael Jordan? What? Sam, I know you don't like basketball, but it's Space Jam. I don't like basketball, (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Sam, Sam, you got homework this week, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen it. I kind of feel like I'm okay with that. Um, I don't think you are. <laughs> I don't think I'm okay with that. I'm not sure this podcast can continue until this, you've seen it. This is the big reveal at the climax of our fourth season. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sam waited in for the 2018 season to be over before dropping this bombshell. This is this is the red wedding. Yeah, <laughs> the red wedding. <laughs> How could you have grown up not seeing Space Jam? I don't know, man. You know, we didn't watch a lot of movies when we were kids. Damn. I saw Space Jam. <laughs> Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I just, I kind of missed it. And then, you know, and then I also don't care, so. Okay. Well, better late than never, because yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's basically like if you took our podcast and made it into a major motion picture, it would be Space Jam. <laughs> it's like cartoons and professional athletes and monsters. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, damn. And so we can't talk about Space Jam. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I'm not spoiling that. You guys just go up pick up on it. Well, okay, because Eli, I was going to go off on a tangent that the players that the Monsters actually steal the talent aren't that good for, like, 1996. It was... Um, Charles Barkley, who I guess was really good, and Patrick Ewing. But then it was yeah. Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson, yeah. and Sean Bradley, who was just tall. They just picked the tall guy and the short guy, and Larry Johnson, because he was in all the commercials. 
And then Charles Barkley, who was really good, and Patrick Ewing was really good in, like, 96. But Well, I guess they had to go for, like, you know, distinguishing uh, features. Because they had to, to draw the cartoon monsters based on that. Right. That's a right. good point. They had to make yeah. them different enough so that you could be like, oh, those guys are different. Right. The big, tall, dumb one is Sean Bradbury. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which works pretty well, actually. Yeah. And the little fast ones, Muggsy Bogues. Right. And the other ones are all just kind of mean dudes. Right. Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, and Larry Johnson. Oh, man, Sam, you gotta watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's got Danny DeVito in it. It's got Bill Murray in it. It's got the the dude, what's the fat dude from Seinfeld? Newman? Uh, Newman. Newman. It's got yeah. Newman in it. It's got Ladybugs Bunny. What's her name? Babs. Babs, the hot one. Uh, and she's like the only cartoon who's actually good at basketball. So, so, so spoilers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain Space Jam. Yeah. I don't know. But I think we should maybe, maybe Sam, as never having seen the movie, should try and explain it to us. Yeah. What do you think the movie is about? Premise. How you do? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the aliens kidnap Michael Jordan to like. And then he like teams up with Bugs Bunny to defeat the aliens in a basketball game. You're like halfway there. You have that's that's the aliens don't capture Michael Jordan. Bugs yeah. Bunny captures Michael Jordan. Oh, they don't. Jordan. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Bugs Bunny game. <laughs> Bugs Bunny kidnaps Michael Jordan. Yeah. And really, I mean, it, Michael Jordan should sue the tombs. Like they fucking kidnap him. Against his right. will. And right, and there Michael, was like some weird sex stuff that they cut out of the movie. Right, right, and well, and Michael Jordan doesn't fuck around. He will sue you ass. I yeah. feel like if you've tried to kidnap Michael Jordan and drag him down a, a, a golf ball hole, he'd sue you. For a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's why I never wear his underwear. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like life gold. That's like... Not life goal number one, but life rule number one. Yeah. Yeah. Don't wear Michael Jordan's <laughs> Michael underpants Jordan if you don't want to get sued by him. Wait, do they... Okay, so now I'm just getting further off field. Do they make Jordan brand underwear? Because he always no. sold Hanes underwear. That was his big thing, was he was supposed to That's what I'm talking Hanes. about. Hanes. You're not allowed okay. to wear Hanes, otherwise Michael Jordan will sue you? <laughs> you didn't know that? No. <laughs> That's a, a bad call on the yeah. Hanes brand. Well, no, they, they have to keep him as their spokesperson because he's got a long-lasting agreement that came out of a settlement from him suing them. Oh. Right. Gotcha. So they can't drop him as their spokesman. That's why it's he... all a big cycle of litigious actions by Michael Jordan. I was honestly wondering about that about six months ago when I saw a Hanes ad with Michael Jordan. And I was like, huh. They still have Michael Jordan. Okay. And then I didn't think about it again, because I was like, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. He's as famous as Haynes is going to get. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the longest contract that any sports individual has had with a company, perhaps. That's hilarious. Um, 
Okay, so I'm still blown away that Sam's never seen Space Jam. <sighs> yeah, well, Sam, you know, pick a good night when you're looking for something to watch and, you know, not sure what to put on. And then report Don't, back and forth yeah. about how amazing it is. It's amazing. <laughs> Don't put on... I, think I, I feel like I may have missed my window. I feel <laughs> yeah. like going to be disappointed with my reaction if I watch it now nah. as like a 35-year-old man, you know what I mean? As opposed to like an 8-year-old kid when I should have watched it. Shit, I'll watch it with you. <laughs> I've watched it, I've rewatched it as an adult a couple times. Oh, sure. Still holds up. Pretty funny. Right, but that's the thing, it's like you, you have that initial like... Nostalgia, yeah, you have the nostalgia. It's weird when you watch other people's nostalgia and don't have the same connection to it. Right. Like, Sam, have you and I talked about the 1984 Transformers cartoon movie? Probably at length. Yeah. Did you watch it as a kid? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we've got that, that... Man, that's the best movie of all time. That movie's the fucking best movie. It's movie. so good. I've and I've I tried the to soundtrack. Sh- the soundtrack is so good. Stan Bush. Man, I downloaded some of those songs. We may have to play some. <laughs> you've got the touch, you've got the Yeah, power. yeah, yeah. We can, exactly. Yeah. We have like that to that song. <laughs> but then I tried to get someone who hasn't seen that movie into it. And they're it's just, got they're just, Orson Welles is in it? Orson, Orson Welles. Welles' final film? Yes. <laughs> Liam Neeson's in it? No. No, Leonard uh, Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy? Yeah, Leonard Nimoy. Eric Idle? Yeah, yeah, as the trash... The, as the trash robot? Yeah. God, so good. Oh, we gotta watch it right now. <laughs> yeah, the movie's incredible. It's incredible. Stars. Yeah, he dies. Yeah. They all die. How do, you no, wipe no. Out, how do you wipe out the entire generation? Of Optimus Prime dies in like the first 15 it's minutes. It's so Spoiler good. Alert. It's so traumatizing. If you're a child watching that movie and they just fucking murder Optimus Prime right off the bat. But not even right off the bat. After the epic battle scene. Like, I can right. watch just the first 20 minutes of that movie and be satisfied. Right. Even though Optimus Prime dies. Right, but you're like, yeah. No, it's good. It's a good movie. Yeah, that battle scene is awesome. Anyway, my point being, I've tried to get other people to watch it. Who've never seen it. Who've never seen it. And they're like, okay, this is weird. (laughs) Why is is there a girl Transformer and why is she pink? Why, Why do Transformers have gender? They're robots. And if they have gender, why is there one girl Transformer? And why is she pink? That's their takeaway? I've had that conversation more than once. <laughs> There's like a lot of shit going on in that movie. It's a strange takeaway. Pick safe. Yeah, whatever. I guess it's 2018. It's a valid point, though. <sighs> no, sure. Same, same question is true of the cartoon Toon Stars. Why is there one girl cartoon rabbit and why is she pink because she is abs or here's my question what gender is Tweety Bird I don't know does it matter dude 
yeah, I don't know. I guess it doesn't. I've always wondered I was, that. I had that same conversation about Winnie the Pooh the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Because it's like, I always thought that Winnie the Pooh was a boy, but there's like... No reason no. to believe that. Right. Yeah, I always thought so, too. It could very well be a female... I mean, Winnie, I feel like, is a girl's name. Sure. And Pooh is like a poop name, you know? <laughs> yeah, what is a poo? Wait, wait. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, like, I don't know. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Hmm. That was not my my bag of chips. Anyway, this is a baseball podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I got something to talk about. All right. Go for it. Um, well, it, it, it's not really back to baseball, but I just heard it today, and I was like, man, i got to talk to someone about that. Um, <laughs> it's the off-season, the, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we, you know, we like to imbibe right. some beers and other tasty drinks while we entertain you on this podcast. Totally. One of my favorites is uh, Pat's Blue Ribbon, also known as PBR. Which, well, sponsored right now? Oh, oh, man. Let's do it. That would be sick if we could get some free beer. <laughs> um, um, no, but I, I, so I learned that uh, for decades they've had this long contract to, for Coors to brew their beer. Oh, yeah, that, Miller Coors. Miller Coors. And that Miller Coors does not want to um, continue to produce, to, to brew their beer in their, in their facilities anymore. And their contract ends in 2020. Um, and PBR is saying that, you know, they'll have to discontinue a lot of their service, you know, their products and services. If they'll have happens. to, they'll go out of business. Yeah, basically. So, um, you know, we should, we should beer shame cores, Miller cores on this show so that they, you know, they keep around my favorite potable. How does well, that, <laughs> this is, have you heard about this, Joel? No. Okay, sorry. What were you going to say? Yeah, tell me about it. Like, how does uh, this work? So, because they're both Milwaukee, right? Well, Paps is actually centered in L.A. now. Okay. Uh, they were started in Milwaukee, but they're in L.A. now. But they basically pay Miller, or they, yeah, they pay Miller Coors to brew all of their beer. Okay. And it's like PBR and like old Milwaukee, and I don't know if you've ever been to a, uh, Baltimore, but they drink Natty Bow down there. Are you familiar? Mm-mm. It's like the it's like the regional beer of, right. of Baltimore. And really, all these beers are just coming out of one pipe in the Miller Brewery right, yeah. into different cans, <laughs> into different colored cans. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Miller says that they don't have the capacity anymore to brew the 6 million barrels of beer or whatever it is for PBR. And PBR is now suing them because they are the, the premise of the lawsuit is that the uh, <clears throat> Miller is not negotiating in good faith and they're trying to take over their market share oh. uh, instead of, and it, it's like a it's like a tactic to try to push them out of business because they don't have another option to to produce their product. Sure. So they're suing them. There's a lawsuit going on. There. Okay. 
Um, but like, I'm no businessman, but it seems <laughs> it seems like a bizarre arrangement to have your erstwhile competitor brew your beer for them, for you. I don't know. I don't know how to finish this sentence. Everything seems stupid. Right. It's a pretty convenient way to get rid of the competition. Sure. It seems like PBR kind of screwed themselves over there. I think the contract was made back in like... The 80s? Yeah, even before that. I'm... No, no, it's pretty recent, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. No. A pretty common thing for breweries to uh, outsource brewing and bottling, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so PBR just has their LA corporate headquarters? I guess it's corporate there, yeah. And they don't have any actual facilities for brewing beer? I don't think so. Just, it still uh, says Milwaukee on the side of the can. Right. Well, no, it's made in Milwaukee. Right. And it won the Blue Ribbon when it was in Milwaukee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's confusing because it's their own Blue Ribbon. Right. <laughs> right. That they just put on it. They just put on there. We need like, to... like this, this is our Blue Ribbon. This is Pap's Blue Ribbon <laughs> yeah. right on the side of our can. We need to do that with this podcast. Right. <laughs> Dump on the Ump's Blue Ribbon yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, so what's our plan for saving PBO? They need to sponsor us. They need to give us money. Right. Yeah. That would save... We could bring a lot... We could spotlight the shit out of this. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, what they need is like a public outcry and like... Uh, boycott on Miller Coors products, you know? Uh-huh. Because I feel like there's some overlap with PBR and Miller High Life, you know? Yeah. I once did it. Yeah, I'll crush, a, I'll crush a blue bottle, a blue can and a champagne bottle, you know what I mean? Yes. That would be awesome. So, my next question is, the Brewers play in Miller Park, and the Rockies play at Coors Field. Do they actually play at the same stadium with just different names? <laughs> nice. If, if Miller and Coors are the same company, I hate it. We're in a real quantum situation in which San Diego and Colorado <laughs> and Milwaukee are all like in the same place at the same time, you know? <laughs> That's and you can jump from one to yeah. the other without moving at yeah. all. That's, that's why that NLDS is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was right. like Schrodinger's so I don't box. understand why people were complaining about the, all the travel they had to do. <laughs> right. There's literally an entangled wormhole connecting your two stadiums. <laughs> right. You like go into the clubhouse, shut the door, open the door back up, and you're in a new ballpark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the elevation change really fucks with your heart rate. <laughs> oh, that was weird. Okay, I like I like with that one. 
Um, I had a hot take too, and then I forgot what it was. Oh, free. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about free agency. I don't really have a lot to contribute to this conversation, except that I find it highly annoying because I feel as if right now just every fan base on the internet is convinced, absolutely convinced that they're the team that's going to land Harper and Machado. I feel like nobody thinks that Manny Machado is going to go anywhere other than the Yankees. Like, he just belongs yeah. there. Do you, do you, you know? honestly think that? Because... Yeah, he's a giant scumbag. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? He, like, follows in the footsteps of, like, so many giant scumbags that went to the Yankees before him. You know, he's, like, basically A-Rod. Sure. He, like, basically is A-Rod. Yeah. Yeah, with worse hair. Right. With less good hair. But I felt, in a way, that he found a home in L.A. I, he belongs in that Dodgers clubhouse as a scumbag. You know, my whole thing is that the L.A. Dodgers are a, a boys band with ugly Justin Turner as their manager, and Manny Machado is like the mob boss who they owe a lot of money to who's going to have all their legs broke if they don't give him 10% of all their album sales. Like, you need to have Manny Machado in that organization. He's also, like, sexually intimidating, like, yeah. the weakest member of the Yeah, game. in a really uncomfortable like, way. Who's probably Clayton Kershaw in this. Who's, like, <laughs> weak Kershaw. but talented, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Manny Machado Very keeps... susceptible to sexual um, manipulation by the cruel but powerful Manny Machado. <laughs> he grabs your shoulder and, like, yeah. rubs it a little too hard. <laughs> oh, that got dark fast. What the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> this is a great episode. I'm really happy with this episode right now. I just tuned out for like two seconds to come back to some. We're, just talking, free about, we're just... talking about Manny Machado molesting Clayton Kershaw. Because he's really talented. He's talented but weak. God, so weak. I'm still disappointed. I mean, I'm glad the Red Sox won the World Series. I'm still disappointed in Clayton Koshaw's performance. Yeah. Yeah. Not me. Well, I know. What? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, okay, Eli. So, Sam is arguing that New York Yankees is the only place that a scumbag like Manny Machado could ever end up. And I was saying I thought he had a home... In L.A., I guess, it's creepily intimidating Clayton Kershaw. Where do you think Machado should go in free agency? Well, I think I probably agree with Sam about New York, uh, but also for a couple more reasons beyond, you know, it being the land of the free, home of the douchebaggery. Right. Um the other reason is that he, he wants, I mean, he obviously wants to win, right? He wants to get paid. He wants to win. And he probably will look at New York as a place where he can get that done. Yeah. I think he just wants to be in the spotlight. I don't and, think he really cares about winning. No. I, well, I think he probably, I mean, shit, he was with the Orioles for his entire career. You yeah. don't think that a little part of him, even under all of that evilness is a, a, 
a competitor who wants to fulfill a lifelong goal of winning the World Series. I think it's like a like goal within a goal. I think that's how he sees himself getting the most power and fame and money. Well, I, the only other thing I could think of is that, um, you know, he might want to, he might not want to come back to the American League East. Right. You know, or maybe he does. I, I don't know. But he's been in this division for, what, a decade? Right. So, um, maybe he's liking this new role out out of his um, familiar East Coast bottom of the barrel life that he's been living. Right. Or maybe he has like friends and family in Baltimore now, and he'd like to stay close to them. Possibly. I mean, he probably doesn't, but <laughs> right. he has. He probably takes the weekends and goes up to. Fucking Scranton, PA, to go hang out with uh, <laughs> or Wilkesbury's, whatever <laughs> yeah. Wilkesbury, Scranton, to hang out with uh, Sanchez. Gary's Sanchez. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Here, okay, here's my hot take. You know where he's gonna go? Is fucking the Milwaukee? I mean, San Diego Padres. Really? Padres. <laughs> hang out with Hosmer. Exactly. I thought of it when you said. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not a competitor. Maybe he doesn't care about the wins. He just wants money and a sunny place to hang out and to be the center of attention. He can do that in fucking San Diego. Furthermore, mm. I think the Padres, man, they're gonna spend all the money this off season. Padres are done being the laughing stock of this podcast. Excuse me. <laughs> Too much PBR podcast. PBR beer of champions. Um, yeah. You sound like a real White Sox fan right now. <laughs> I, I am. You think yeah. he's gonna go to the Padres to be at the center of attention? Yeah, and that's uh, where you go to be forgotten. <laughs> and, and that's uh, true. That is where you go to be forgotten. No, you go. I mean, to I just said Hosmer for the first time and since like preseason. I of bet last you year. Hosmer is so happy. We talked a lot about Hosmer at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, He's just like super tan. He's gotten a boot yeah. job. Yeah. Smoking, <laughs> smoking weed, hanging out, California. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm off the rat race and playing for the Padres. <laughs> 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 he used to be on Wall Street playing with the big guys. It's like, yeah, man, I used to be a baseball player. Now I'm just the best player on the Padres. It's so much more chill than it used to be. This is really where I saw my life going, you know? <laughs> Kansas City, shit got too real. Yeah. <laughs> Finally work on my novel. <laughs> What's up, Jimmy? Yeah, podcasting. Podcasting. It's my baseball podcast. We should see. If we should get to get Aaron, Eric Hosmer on this podcast. He's not doing much. Hey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like he's he could be a real get for us. Eric Hosmer. Win win because we'd get a professional baseball player and he'd have something to do with his life. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, guys, can you please stop calling it Milwaukee? <laughs> <laughs> Machado's Dominican. The Dominican community in San Diego. And that's 
Probably. I know. I mean, I just Googled Manny Machado, and it's how Yankees can turn Machado into instant blockbuster trade. One Yankees veteran believes Machado would be a good fit. Yankees hot stove. Like the top three returns. Oh, and then there's Manny Machado being a douchebag compilation. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think that he's going to end up in New York because I think that New York wants him. Yeah. And so I think that they'll just get him. Do they have any money? Yeah, they've got. They have a ton of money. Yeah, they've got a ton of money. Yeah, Who they're they not the, paying. They're below the luxury tax yeah. threshold. Yeah, really, and uh, like well below it. And the owner was just like, because after Red Sox won the World Series, there was this really uncomfortable press conference for the uh, Hal Steinbrenner. Is that who it is? Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, the Steinbrenners and like the Trump kids get mixed up in my brain as far as what they look like. I'm just, they're, they're all, as a side yeah, note, because right. Harry Trump and Hal Steinbrenner look exactly the same in my brain. I don't think there is a Harry Trump. Huh? Did you say Harry Trump? Hal. <laughs> Who's the Steinbrenner? Hal Steinbrenner. You read about that. Yeah. What'd you say about Trump? Eric Trump. Oh, Eric Trump. I thought you said Harry. I thought you said Harry <laughs> Trump. I'm like, I don't think there is a Harry Trump. Yeah, Harry Trump, you know. <laughs> yeah. the uh, anyway, no, but anyway, there was a press conference, and basically everyone in the press was like, How does it feel, loser? The Red Sox won the World <laughs> Series. <laughs> basically, every question was like, Huh? Huh? What do you think of them apples? <laughs> <laughs> they probably said that exact line five times. In fact, Matt like, Matt Damon media, him, but they were like yeah. Matt Damon really himself. Matt Damon himself snuck into the press right. uh, <laughs> just to say that like five times. They asked Matt Damon to leave. He wouldn't leave. He just kept saying the same line over and over again. He's like, I wrote this line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wrote this line myself. I <laughs> like them. And you like them. <laughs> yeah, I bet they get Machado. Okay, what about Harper? Where's he going? I don't know. That's a little bit more. I feel like he's less of a sure thing. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. I feel like he's never lived up to his potential, whereas I feel like Manny Machado's been pretty consistent. Yeah, I agree with that. If Machado were not a douchebag, he'd be a good player to have on your team. Right. Yeah. That is true. I feel like uh, I kind of get the feeling like um, Harper's going to stay in the National League, though. Mm. Because... You know, sluggers usually go the the other way. They usually start in the AL and end in the NL. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know. I just wonder if he would perform as well in the American League. I guess it depends on where he'd go. But yeah, and who's going to pay him? He had a bad year this year too. I mean, he still put up great numbers in some regards. But what was his batting average like? Not sub two fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's been kind of up and down. I mean, someone's going to pay him, but it probably won't be. $40 million a year. Somebody, somebody smart. 
Yeah, the like white. You might, end up with the, you might end up with the white socks. White socks, yeah. I was going to beat you to that, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's been a lot of talk about St. Louis. Plus, he's coming from Washington also. We got Adam Dunn from the Washington Nationals. And then Dunn immediately had the worst hitting season of anyone ever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. What about L.A.? Do you think they'd be running? Anaheim? Yeah, no. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll go to Anaheim and then get really bad for some reason. Right. Mike... And then Mike Trout will get even better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, like all of a sudden, Mike Trout is like running faster and hitting the ball further. And, and has really ball. long hair. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, his hair grows back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what do you, Mike Trout? <laughs> <laughs> Your alien co-conspirators. Um, <clears throat> so we got about ten minutes left. We could talk about the NFL, or we could talk about the NBA, or we could talk about MLB managers of the year. Any... Well, I don't. I don't know much about the NFL or the NBA yet. I still haven't. I still haven't picked up on football season. Yeah, I. I. Watching NFL football is a profoundly unpleasant experience. Why? I don't know. It's just like probably because I have no rooting interests. But right. that's. I mean, I watch baseball games where I have no rooting interests and I enjoy them. Maybe I just have them on in the background, but I enjoy, you know, Oakland versus Texas or whatever. But I sat down and watched the New York Giants versus the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football. And granted, that was a 1-17 versus a 2-17. Right. But it was just ugly and depressing. Who won? The Giants, Eli Manning, ran, orchestrated a thrilling last two-minute drill touchdown to win the game for the Giants. I didn't care. What was the final score? Mm, 27-23. <laughs> nice. It was ugly. <clears throat> it was really ugly. I briefly saw the New York... Jets beat the crap out of the – no, sorry. The Bills. New York Bills yeah. beat the crap out of the New York Jets. Yeah. They're, like, battling real hard for the bottom of the AFC East. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the Bills have been historically bad, and they just destroyed the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just depressing. Um one thing, though, I did want to mention, and then we should... Well, we got a few minutes left. Uh, I'm reading this book right now. It's called Carlisle vs. Army. And it's, uh, it was written in 2007. I think I mentioned it before on this podcast. And it's about the 1912 football game between West Point Army, West Point, and the Carlisle Industrial Indian School in Pennsylvania. And this is a school where 
Native American children either stolen from their homes or sent away from their homes go to the school set up by a Union Army veteran in Pennsylvania to, quote-unquote, kill the Indian and save the man. Um, and so it was this boarding school. The Indians had to give up their language, had to give up their culture. They all had to cut their hair really short. But in the early 1900s, they started being coached by Glenn Pop Warner of Pop Warner football fame and were a East Coast powerhouse in college football and played all the East Coast schools and Ivy League schools and competed against them and won. And they had Jim Thorpe as their do-everything-back. And so they were very, very good. And so this book is about the game that they are about to play. And I haven't, I've, I'm only like two or three chapters into the book. And they were playing Army. Army featuring their star linebacker, Dwight D. Eisenhower. And so the book is kind of set up as, you know, the conquered versus the conquerors and football as a metaphor for war and colonialism. Um, so I'll tell you more about it when I finish the book. I'm really interested in this topic. But the thing that I actually wanted to mention after I've read the first couple of chapters is, is crazy how much football has changed over the past 100 years, especially compared to other sports, especially compared to baseball. And so my bigger point is I feel like a time traveler from a hundred years ago could travel to today and watch a baseball game and recognize it immediately as baseball. But a time traveler from one hundred years ago would have a really difficult time recognizing NFL football as the game of football because so much has changed. Like they wear pads now. They wear pads now, but also they throw forward. The, the offensive pass is legal. Um, it's four downs to gain 10 yards instead of three downs. The biggest change I was reading about in this book was the uh, outlawing of the flying V formation, which I'd heard of but never understood before. So have you heard of the flying V in, in like, football? <clears throat> not the Mighty Ducks. but From the Mighty Ducks? Yeah, not the Mighty Ducks. But so yeah, what they would do like in the Mighty Ducks when they do yeah. that flying beam thing. Yeah, but this is a football formation that eventually got outlawed because it would guys would get hurt too often. But you would line up the offense, and the only guy on your offensive team who would actually be on the line of scrimmage would be the center, and everybody right. else would be five yards behind in a V formation, and uh -huh. they would start running before the snap. And then, so they're all running at the line of scrimmage, and then the center snaps the ball. So your entire offensive line has a five-yard running start, and they just plot, and they're just, you know, a, a V for the running back who takes the ball and just starts running with it, and they just plow into the defense. And guys would break arms and legs all the time. Um, Sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like, like something that they would 
be able to recognize in today's game because today they keep changing the rules because people keep getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, and that game, the edge too. Like, that game. That game, everybody's getting hurt. Yeah, but it's also interesting how football <laughs> innovates itself constantly. The rules change all the time, and then you come up with new strategies to adapt to the new rules. Um, like, they were talking about Pop Warner being the first guy to do a fake, essentially, where the quarterback snaps the ball, everybody blocks to the left, the quarterback fakes a pitch to the running back, and then one of the tackles breaks away from the offensive line, and the quarterback hands the ball off to the tackle, and the tackle runs to the right where nobody is. And apparently this trick play worked constantly because nobody had ever done a trick play like that before. But also, under what rules are you allowed to hand the ball off to an offensive tackle? You can't do that. That's, that, that, you can't give the ball to an offensive lineman. Right. Nowadays. That's illegal. That's illegal. You can't do that. Well, you can. You you can. I mean, you can give it to uh, tight ends who are offensive linemen. Right. And if a guy, if a guy, and desi- also if you, you can line up in a formation so that now one of your tackles can be eligible receiver. End. Yeah. So that's like a new thing as well. Anyway, that was my only observation about football. What's that book called? Carlisle, C-A-R-L-I-S-L-E, versus Army. Came out in 2007. So, yeah, first three chapters of it have been good and interesting. All right, well, you have a full book report this week, and uh, Sam has a movie yeah, to give up. <laughs> I feel like you're going to be disappointed. Well, whatever. I'll, I'll get back to you if I ever watch it. Right, right, right. Um, all right. Any, we're at one hour, two minutes right now. Um, uh, AL MVP, NL MVP, still yet to come. Oh, Ronald Acuna Jr. won NL Rookie of the Year, so good for him. Like right, game. we don't know anything about that guy, though. He's cool. He's uh, in Atlanta. Did you... That's all I got about him. Go ahead. What, what did you... That guy asked you who you thought was going to win the AL and NL. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, Southside Mofo. Yeah, so I just... Yeah, shout out to Southside Mofo. I just tweeted him, yeah, we're, I was riding with Vets uh, uh, and Yelich. Um but I didn't tweet at him what you were suggesting of Freeman for the Braves. Right. Which was an interesting thought. Yeah, why were you thinking Freeman? I just felt like the he's like the team captain of the Braves, right? And oh. the Braves were like the most overperforming team in the major leagues this year probably. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> if we're taking in things into account other than like raw statistics – then that has got to count for something. Sure. You know what I mean? Right. Which we've argued before, other things besides raw statistics should be taken into account. If it's the most valuable player. Yeah. I think right. we, we can't discount raw statistics. Uh, right. But, yeah. Did they do Cy Young yet? 
No, they have not done Cy Young yet. Yes. Who? Yeah, they did. Who won they? Cy Young? I mean, it's got to be DeGrom, but check that. I didn't think they had. Yeah, they did. It was DeGrom and somebody else. All right, DeGrom got it. Nobody who you thought it was going to be. Not Chris Sale? No. He wasn't even nominated, right, for a finalist? Really? He didn't pitch enough. Hmm. Uh, it was Verlander. No, they're not. Verlander. They, they haven't announced it yet. Verlander. Oh, it hasn't announced, announced yet. No. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Why Braves? Uh, no. Yeah, I, I thought I hadn't missed that because no, Degrom was our main culprit in arguing About whether or not he could get it. Right. I don't think he should get MVP anymore, but I'm still on Degrom for Cy Young. Right, we've been arguing about that back and forth, haven't we? I think the Cy Young Award just has to go to the best pitcher, and I don't think that like team statistics play into that. I think we need to abolish the win as a meaningful statistic. I think that MVP, like team statistics, should play into that. Like, I think if you're the best player on the most overperforming team, that should count towards you. Mm-hmm. I want to still find out how many of J.D. Martinez's OBIs are Mookie Betts runs. I'd be fascinated by that. I bet more than a third. <coughs> All right. We're about to wrap up here. Um, hey, yo, I didn't get to do a shout-out, but shout-out to our listeners in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Uh, Hell Yeah. Home of the first ever legal forward pass in football in 1906. It's um, right next to the home of the San Diego Padres. Exactly. Via wormhole. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> there's a... Hey, can they save PVR for us, please? Oh, yeah. 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 Hey, you in Waukesha, Wisconsin... How about doing a solid and saving PBR for us? Yeah, do it. Oh. And also tell them to sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the first thing. Save them secondary. Have yeah. them give us free beer and money first. Free beer and no, money, please. Have them save them, but give us all the credit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. We told you to do it, so now if you do it, we get the credit. Get on that, Waikisha. No, thanks. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. It's the off-season, but we're going to try to keep, you know, plugging through. I'm going to complain about NFL football a lot, I think. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on Twitter, at Dump on the Ump. Shout out to all the Twitter listeners. We lost a bunch because I think they did a purge. Um, t- Twitter, they'll go through, like, once a month and purge all your, your Russian bot followers. Oh, god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, you know, user 1156309 who just kept sending me links to porn. I miss you, baby. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Where am I going to get my hot porn takes now? Yeah, exactly. In Russian, which I don't read. Or Turkish. Um... And check out dumbonthump.wordpress.com. Follow us on soundcloud.com and check out our Facebook page. 
uh, dump on the um, on Facebook. Just you know, tap it into your Google search bar. You know how to use Facebook. You know how to use Facebook. Uh, hey, all right, ladies and gentlemen, good night, guys. Any last words? Uh, I don't know. No, let's get out of here. I think no we've bad. done. I think we've done our our damage. Um. Uh, yeah. Let's explore that wormhole that connects Colorado and Milwaukee and San Diego. And go on to something. Eric Cosmo's gonna fall down in a bottomless pit. Yeah, we need to get him on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Eric Cosmo, if you're listening, you're invited to be a guest star on Dump on the Ump. Yeah, now that it's probably like the most thrilling thing that's happened to you this year. Now that you're not a baseball player, but just yeah. a member of the San Diego. Now that you're basically retired, like, it's time to start appearing on podcasts. Yeah. He's going to make the, the uh, rounds, I'm sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow. We'll see you soon. If I can get this thing to load. Loading, please wait. This is a fine sign-off. I know. I, I was trying to time it right, and I fucked it up. Actually, my computer fucked it up. God, I wanted this to work so badly, too. There it goes. You got the touch. Yes. You got the power. <laughs> yeah, this song is so good. Good night, everyone. We'll see you next time.